hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Work Bay with Don and Obi. Obi, what's cracking? Not too much. How are you? I'm all right. Another it, day, another dollar. That's what they say. I mean, you got money for me? Is that what you're, nah, that what you're saying? Nah, actually, let me put my wallet <laughs> yeah. You might, because I was looking at that. Yeah, you've been eyeing it a little too hard. <laughs> um, so, guys, today... Um, Actually, I I saw a really interesting article um, that made me think of some conversations that you and I have had. And An so, article? You were talking about me and my articles. Bag. Look at that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Winning you over with these articles. You know what? I'm so Harp. I'm a subscriber to Harper's Bazaar. Okay. Um, and so they send me. Oh, you got money. No. That sounds like it was that a sounds gift. Like hashtag wealth. It was a gift. How much is that subscription? It was a gift. Okay. It was a gift. <laughs> um, uh, but they also, like, on, I guess, you know, they have an online platform. And so they send me emails pretty much every day. Okay. And um, one of the articles was Men have no friends and women bear the burden. Oof. And I was like, shit, too real. That's, that, that, that's a headline. That's um, a headline. And I think I instantly forwarded to you and I was like, nigga, they late. We've been on yeah, this. Yeah, we've, we've, we've been talking about this. We've definitely had this conversation mm-hmm. quite a few times. Organically, too. Yes, like, very much so. Came up. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so reading it was. <laughs> was was a little eye-opening for me because if I'm being completely honest, I never knew that this was an issue that men were having until you and I had our first conversation. And I, and I, I couldn't, no, I don't want to say, I, I was surprised that you had never heard of even this being a thing, but I get it. I mean, it's something that, that we struggle with as right. men or that impacts us more so. Um but I, I, it is interesting that, and and I, and I would even go as far to say that probably most women might not be aware that's saying, or maybe it's becoming more, you know, we're getting more informed about it now. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, complete. When I tell you, like, I and I am, I'm a girl's girl, but I have a ton of male friends. Okay. So many, mm-hmm. like, really close friends that I've had for decades. Yep. Um, and reading this. It was a little. It was a little different because a lot of the the women who were in this piece, they were talking about romantic relationships that they've been in, where their 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 partners kind of solely rely on them to be like their emotional baggage holder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've definitely felt that way with some of my male friends, but I also I always assumed that like we had that conversation, but you were having this conversation with your boys too. I wish. Not at all. Yeah, I wish. I mean, not not enough. I won't say not at all, okay. but I'll say not enough and and not at um definitely not at the same level of uh and when I I'm going to use the word intimacy and I don't mean that just in a romantic way. Right. I mean just like really deep and vulnerable you know and vulnerable conversations. Yeah. Those are far in between when it come when it when it comes to men, unfortunately. Really? Yeah. And, and I mean I'm not going to speak for for all men, you know. Sure. I'm I'm sure there are men out there who are having these um within their circle of friends or within men's groups. Um if you are, please invite me. I'd love to be a part. Um Obi needs more male friends. <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's it, it it doesn't happen as often as as, as you think or as, as often as as we needed to yeah. honestly. Now I do know that you you have two very close male friends that I do. you that you talk about mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're not in New York. No, I wish they were. I've been trying to work on Peter to move out here, <laughs> and he's trying to get me to move to Oakland. We'll see who wins first. And so, 
in resp- outside of me, because of course I'm one of your best friends. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, um, <laughs> do you have other female friends or do you... Does Here this in become, New York? Yeah, or? or does this become... Do you rely a lot on your romantic relationships with women? Um, No, I wouldn't... Uh, there was a time. Yeah. There was a time specifically with the romantic relationships. Um, But I will say... Because well, I, I went to... I grew up in Jersey, just to give you guys like a, a, a five-second uh, crash course. Grew up in Jersey... Went down to college in Florida. I was there for almost 10 years. Shit. Um, and then I moved back to New York in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that span of time, that was now almost 10 years since I graduated high school, mm-hmm. moving back. A lot of my friends moved on. You know, they've, you know, everyone does, Their you know, thing. start sure. families, mm-hmm. move, you know, what, whatever it may be. So I didn't have the same circle that I left with if that makes sense okay, okay, okay. so when I came back I found myself in the position of, of being back home also moving to the city mm-hmm. um, so not really having I, I didn't know anyone out right. here yeah um, so it, it wasn't easy it wasn't easy um, kind of finding new friends and that's one thing I was I, I always uh, talk about like I think and I think this is true across the board you can let me know if it's if it's different or, or if it's not but I feel like uh, for most of us school is what helps you for form sure. mo- I mean because think about it you're in school percent. from from five or six until <laughs> 22 mm-hmm. so it's easy mm-hmm. it's just your classmates and right. people you go to school with and uh, maybe you're taking the same subject or you have the same major you know that that kind of helps uh, give a good pool, if you will, of people, potential friendships to have. Right. Uh, but once you get out there into the real world, into the working world, I mean, yeah, you, you have your coworkers, but not everyone necessarily wants to be best friends with their coworkers. Right. Uh, some people try to keep it professional. You. Um, oh, man. <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to throw that out there. When are we going to gonna talk about how we begrudgingly became <laughs> friends and how you swore up and down you wanted to keep it professional but he was in my phone every day y'all oh boy talking about oh did you read this article it's, oh listen to this podcast and I'm like right, sir we'll, we'll, not now I'm but sorry. we'll, we'll right. talk I, about I, it I, I, we'll digress. Talk. I, I have digress. my reasons I digress I, digress. I have my reasons um, but anyhow so when and actually no actually I'm happy you brought that up because when I came to New York uh, for work this is when I was still over at T-Mobile um, I was a manager mm-hmm. so if for anyone who's in management or has been a manager in any capacity I'm sure you can understand or relate to the fact that the relationship you have with your coworkers is not the same as when you're on the same level. Sure. Okay. When you have subordinates, mm-hmm. you have direct mm-hmm. reports. I can't be buddy buddy. I mean, I can, but that's gonna have an impact on me now when we are inside the office, right. Or working. So I and uh, as a new manager, I kind of was really intentional about keeping that distance. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was a bad thing in retrospect, mm-hmm. but um, I was just doing what I thought was best. To, you know, for Thousand my career percent. and 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 whatnot. Yeah. So so I didn't even have that. I didn't even have necessarily friends at work. Right. Um, maybe my my fellow managers, um, but that was it. So wow. so what really ended up being my way of socializing really altogether was through dating. Mm-hmm. Was through you know shit. I was on all the apps back then. <laughs> um, but if but that was how I was unless I was meeting up with my brother and and my cousin who were out in Jersey. That's what it was. You know any any of my social time or or, or whatnot was was basically through dating. Um, so that was 
challenging because, you know, obviously when these relationships fizzle out or they end, now it's kind of like you're back at square one. Right. Um, where, all right, yeah, maybe you had formed this nice uh, friendship or, you know, kind of developed some type of a support system with somebody. But then now once the romantic side of things are over, you're, 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 you're still, you, you know, you're basically right where you started off. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that was, that was tough. That was tough. But I think what, as a, as a result of that, what ended up happening over time, um, and this kind of falls in line right around the time that I started going to therapy, uh, which was about two years ago now, summer of 2017, uh, when I got more intentional about, um, just working on myself Mm -hmm. and getting my shit together, um, it was hard finding men who were also on that same wavelength. Really? Yeah, it, w- it was. It was. It was hard to. Once I I was more comfortable having more vulnerable conversations, mm-hmm, though I it ended up being that was almost exclusively happening happening with my female friends, right? Because I just didn't have that that circle of men who I could open up and be vulnerable with and and really like emote and and really get to the nitty gritty. Um, the same way I I I was able to with women. Now you physically like there was no person that you could do that with, or you just didn't feel like the connection was there. That that's a good point. There there were. Mm-hmm. It's not like I don't have any male friends. Right. I have them. I have them. I think because the first time that you and I spoke about this, when you I think you said that you don't have any male friends and uh, that you can connect with to like to the same level that you do with your female friends. And I think I, I heard do, it like but you not, ain't got no male friends at all. No, and I was no. like, whoa. No, I do, but a lot of them don't live, live here. here. I'm, okay. I'm. I guess it's important for me to to phrase that. Um, cause I'm not trying to shit on my, my no, guy no. friends out there. <laughs> and we're not doing that. Yeah. And we're I'm just talking that. specifically about proximity. Okay. I mean, living here in New York, right. none of them live here. Right. None of my best or really close guy friends live in Brooklyn or live in New York city. They're all, you know, ab- not abroad, some are abroad, yeah. um, or live elsewhere. But I will really, wa- I really just didn't have that here. Wow. Um, so what ended up happening, um, was, yeah, I just ended up, uh, having those kind of really difficult conversations or vulnerable conversations and then I'm just being with my with with my female friends mm-hmm. um because that was the only place where it felt safe to have those conversations okay yeah cuz a lot of times with 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 you guys um you'll yeah you'll link up you'll meet up but i mean you you, you you're probably talking about sports <laughs> you know you're probably talking about the game Okay. Or you might be talking about women, uh-huh. um, and even those might not always be the most uh, productive conversations. Or speak on it, yeah. Um, <laughs> but then that's it. A lot yeah. of it. A lot of it. A lot of times is just really superficial. Mm-hmm. It's it's Very rare. Surface. Or or if it does get to that emotional level, it's after a few drinks. I was oh. like, oh, I love you, man. You know, you know, you know how much I love you. You know how much I care about you. <laughs> wow. Like, we go back. You're my nigga. You're my brother. But it, it's it it. That doesn't always necessarily happen just sober with just sitting at a table and Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just speaking my truth. Like no, again, no, no. I'm not gonna I'm... say that's the case for all men out right. there, but just what what has been my experience and right. what I've heard from a lot of other men, yeah, yeah, that that's 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 the case. Wow. Like so... sorry, well, no, just one thing, like just as an example, one thing that I've always been super jealous of, if I'm being if I'm being honest. It's like you'll see girls when they go out, when y'all go out to the bar, go out to the club, 
they'll 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 meet a chick on the line for the bathroom <laughs> and they'll have brunch the next day and they're like best friends. Yeah. I love it. Like that's you don't great. Think you do that? That's great. Not I mean I I I'm I'm sure I could. Yeah. It's never happened. It's just not the same way with, with with guys. Like I'm 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 proud though. The one time that's happened recently um is with my homie Jesse who I met through not through work. He doesn't work uh at 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 my organization. Um, but he sold a package or a software that we use. Okay. Um, and that was where, where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is a cool guy. <laughs> he I'm, seems I'm normal. I'm gonna ask for his number. Okay. And even that was like, like, uh, yeah, yeah, like, hey, you, like, hey, you seem cool. Like, we should <laughs> hang out. And it's just <laughs> oh, no, you're you're oh, laughing, me. and I know it's I know it, no, it is funny, but there is a lot of that that. I don't want to say angst, but there there's that unspoken tension where it's like where you're 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 going against the grain in doing that as a guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas for you guys, that shit is natural. I'm like, sis, I love your shoes. Boom. Done. Best friends. Right. That's it. Like literally. She's in your Instagram stories tomorrow. Y'all chilling. (laughs) I met I remember um for Valentine's Day. Her was having a concert. Oh, that's right. Um, and I I was online. I heard that line was crazy long from another one of my friends. Yeah, ever and the women in front. I I went by myself. Okay, I was my own Valentine's Day day. Oh, it was on. It was actually it was on, on Valentine's, Valentine's Day. day. I okay. was supposed to meet up with um some of my line sisters, but they couldn't get out of work early in time. Got it. And I was like, fuck it, I'm not about to stay at home. Oh, and she had just won the Grammy. Yeah, too, so, so it was she, like yeah, it was like it was, uh, on and and it was a great concert. Yeah. And I like the there was a group of uh there was two girls in front of me. Okay. And of course, then they their whole squad showed up, mm-hmm. and they we kind of laughed throughout the night, and you know commented on how fly each other was, and. We spent the whole evening together at the concert. We we've gone and gotten mm-hmm. drinks subsequently. So so you hung out with them yeah. for, for the night. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, and I mean even after. Oh, that. and even afterwards. Yeah. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I mean even that even that's something you just mentioned right there. Like and and I I I think that's a lot of times how when I see it go down. Because uh, I'm very observant. So I'll mm-hmm. see people interacting. A lot of times that is how it goes down. Where they'll be like, yo, you know, like women to know I love your hair mm-hmm. or I love your shoes. That doesn't happen often. Like, you know, you, you can't know. tell a brother. Oh, his... I do. I do. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like you know, like yeah, you you know, you're ki- you're killing it. You got mm-hmm. you know whatever it may be. Right. But that it's definitely not it, as it common or as natural as it is for you guys. Yeah. 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 Wow. So you've never noticed that. Now, when I tell when we first you and I had this conversation, mm-hmm. and I think literally we were we're probably walking to lunch or walking to get coffee. Yeah. And I was floored. Yeah. Because I feel like the men that I know mm-hmm. have such large male friends. Good. Good for them. And good for I them. think it was an, maybe an assumption on my part that mm-hmm. of course they're having. I know that they they're having the conversation with me, but okay. they must be having the conversation with them. Not necessarily. Right. And yeah. so you completely opened up my eyes to maybe they are having surface conversations. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. Yeah, not all of them. But, of you know, not. maybe it is something where they only feel like they can kind of really put their guards down when it comes to, you know, speaking to the women in their lives. Yeah. And funny enough, I think... Right after you and I had that conversation, I had invited you to um, Literary Swag Book Club. Yep. And that week we um, read Jamal Brinkley's A Lucky Man, mm-hmm. which is a great, great book. I definitely recommend it. It's a bunch. It's a bunch of essays, predominantly, predominantly, excuse me, um, focusing on men of color mm-hmm. um, and just kind of telling stories about their lives. 
It was and it was it was a great so, read. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Such beautiful a good, short such stories. Such a good book, um, and a great meeting. And <laughs> in that meeting, one thing that kept coming up was different men. And I think the the if I'm speaking for myself, I think the women in that meeting kind of took a step back and allowed. Mm-hmm. the brothers to kind of really take this opportunity yep. to share their thoughts yep. and express themselves. Um, and I loved that that space was available to the men in that space, in, in that room, mm-hmm. because I, you know, I think you guys don't have the opportunity to really kind of just express yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Get that stuff um, out there. So it was a, it was a wonderful meeting, but the one thing that kept coming up was men stating how much they relied on women in their lives to express themselves emotionally Mm -hmm. or that they use the women in their lives as a vessel to kind of be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting in the back of, um, of Brooklyn circus, which is where, um, um, uh, I was sitting in the back of Brooklyn circus where the meeting is held and I was hot. Like I was, Oh, you were upset. I was angry oh i was so like i was i think i remember that a i was bit. very i was I, yes it was, I do i was yes, I, do. I was hot and what was it what was it that that got you to that because, what triggered you what got you to that point to be on it was like okay y'all everybody keeps talking about and it was it wasn't even like a a throwaway like there was deference in mm-hmm. I'm so appreciative of these women I love my sisters and my moms and my friends yeah. but it was but nobody was talking about the reciprocal end of that that are they able what, are the women women are mm-hmm. the women in their lives able to come to them and are they able to carry their emotional baggage mm-hmm. or you know whatever you know things that they're going through and I didn't hear any of that so was it that lack of reciprocity that thousand percent okay. okay and because so many of of my close friends participated participate in Lyricide Book Club it was also like I like I think that was kind of a turning point for me and a, and a realization for me that like, yo, you you are this person to a lot of the men in this room. And if God forbid anything happened to me, I doubt that they would be the first people that I call. Oh, wait, oh, I'm sorry. Just so I understand correctly, you you doubt the men in the room would be the first ones you call or the women? The, the men. The men, the sorry. The men. Okay. And I, like, I, I don't think that that was, it, it was clear to me that that wasn't, notice and i think <laughs> the the term toxic masculinity was kept on was being brought up over and over again and i know that that's like you know a buzzword for like 2018 2019 but like toxic femininity is a thing that women have to endure and like you know the oh, i never ex- heard of that you said toxic femininity absolutely i mean I've i don't I, if it's that. not buzzed yet i'm buzzing oh, it right now what because is that? like the expectations of women to be these nurturing people, to, you know, be domestic, to, you know, look a certain, like all of the things that are quintessential fem, like femme fatales, femme, like just femininity, like being the perfect type of woman, Mm -hmm. whether it is to a man or, you know, same, whatever, like just being that person is a, I don't know that it's a pressure that everybody has, but I definitely know that it is one that I carry. Yeah. And, you know, 
trying to be all things to everyone and but you like there was a a meme a few I think last year that said um black women want to cry but they got too much to do Mm. and it's like no we're gonna we're gonna cry. We're still gonna get our shit done. Mm. But I'm gonna take the time out to feel my feelings because yeah. I feel like so many times we're so worried about how you're doing, how the baby's doing, what yeah. the community's fighting for. Uh, you know, I gotta go cook, cook dinner. I gotta like you're. There's so many things that fall into the bracket of your responsibility and like also being and what what, what was one thing that I found in this article was like being you know, the unpaid therapists for your partner mm-hmm. and your children mm-hmm. and and carrying all of that. And like, who, where do you go? Where's your outlet? Where's, where's, our, your, where's your Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that any of the men in that meeting acknowledge that. And I think that's what like really, mm-hmm. not necessarily made me upset, but it, it was, it hurt. And I think I, I, I got, I remember I got on my low soapbox mm-hmm. and I kind of, you know, expressed myself and it was received well and I appreciate everybody for allowing me to to kind of get my shit off but it was like the fuck like I'm happy that y'all have all these women but do y'all ask these women how they're feeling do you like and, and well, when I'll they say when they say fine is it it do you go past that or do you just accept that as the answer so because it's easy for you got it you know what I'm saying because I feel like a lot of times you know, when people are like, how are you doing? They already want the answer to be, I'm good, so we don't have to worry and any have a, further. A whole conversation. You know what I'm saying? But I I know that I at least try to do my part in like really examining that, especially if I know somebody intimately and not in the romantic sense, but like we have a very close relationship that, you know, I'm not just letting you leave me with the surface because mm-hmm. it's something going on. Yeah. Regardless whether you want to acknowledge it or not. And if you don't, if I'm meeting you at the wrong time to do that, you at least knowing that I'm here for you. Oh, I'm so happy you brought that up because I know that's, that's, and shit, I've, I've, I've probably done that a million times myself where, you know, one of your boys will come up and ask you, yo, what's good? Mm-hmm. Everything good? And you'll just with a straight face, yeah, I'm good. Oh, I'm straight, yeah. And you're not straight. <laughs> you know, you have who knows Real whatever you're dealing yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I hear you on that. And so, and the 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 question that I have for you in that regard is: mm-hmm. Do you do you not divulge what is happening in your life because you don't think? He, said friend is adequate in like receiving that burden or Mm -hmm. you don't want to worry them or you don't think it would be worth their time like why would you not if indeed you are going through things and this is Mm -hmm. somebody that you know and that cares about you and all of those things okay no i see where it goes it's because that's 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 the expectation of me as a man but you can do it, it but you can do it with women you can you can answer that question honestly with women Sometimes, even, but even okay. yeah, because even then, uh, and I, and that's one thing I, I, that I've 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 heard toxic or, or just masculinity described, and and it's so true. It's harmful. I think it was a New York Times article again uh, <laughs> that I read, um, and it framed it so perfectly. It's something that's harmful to everyone. Mm. It's harmful to us as men. It's harmful to women, and it's other harmful men, to yeah. other men. It's harmful, and and that's usually. Um, that usually uh, manifests itself through violence. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the numbers don't lie. You, you can look at the numbers, whether we're talking about domestic violence or we're talking about, you know, shootings. Yeah. Who, who 
who's you know who's pulling that trigger right. 99.9% of the time you know <laughs> yeah. and and that that's these are all manifestations of that mm. and and not being able to to adequately um process our emotions and our feelings and they end up being repressed and and unfortunately the 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 people that end up more often than not being uh, the victims of that is women Absolutely. and children yeah. and and you know other people in our in our community um yeah it's just it's just it's just it's it's all encompassing and i think that it's something that un- unless you're unless you're privy to it you you don't even realize it yeah or unless you really take the time to process it um but just getting back to what you asked um a lot of times that i'm good or that tough exterior is just that's what i've been socialized to be sure um and and again when we talk about there's levels to this shit like with everything there's there's the there's the expectation of me as just a man period mm-hmm. and then there's a whole other layer of the expectations of me as a black man for sure which is now even further down you know on the on the um, scale in terms of uh, the hyper masculine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. per persona, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have the room to be weak. I don't have the, the space to be vulnerable because now that's a, that's a threat to me now. Right. If we're talking about out on the streets, if I'm showing weakness, I'm showing that's life or death. And I think a lot of times, even if we're not, you know, we're not all out in the streets, mm-hmm. it's still that same mentality sure. of like I can't show weakness. I got it. You know, I have to put on this this facade of, you know, I'm good. And I I can understand that to a degree, but I think the question that I have is if mm-hmm. you have maintained these friendships with these people, mm-hmm. that why do you have to maintain the facade with somebody who you consider a friend? Cuz we're all in on the lie. Wow. Wall in on the wall in on the on the game. You know and what I mean? And I mean let 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 me I'm not trying to fool you and pretend that like you don't get the fines from me too, mm-hmm. but like the 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 haven that I have with one or two or three friends that mm-hmm. I know when I'm in a bind, if I'm feeling like shit, you know, if mm-hmm. something exciting is ha- like there are those people that I go to for that. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll use I'll use my two best friends as an example. Pierre and Kenton, we we've been friends since shit. It was like the second day of orientation. Mm-hmm. I'm showing my age. Back in '05 <laughs> in, in college. Um, and so that's what that's uh, 14 years, almost 15 years. I'd probably say it's been in the past maybe three or four years where now we're in a space where we do have those kind of tough conversations. Wow. And, and I'm sure they happened in the past. Sure. I'm not going to say it was it was uh, devoid of that. Yeah. But I mean, like the really like vulnerable, like yo, this is some shit I'm struggling with, yeah. or checking in, like yo, wh- what's going on with you? Um, we're only really doing that in earnest. That that that's a recent development. Wow. Um, and again, I, I'm just I, I want to I'll keep reiterating this. I'm 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 just talking about my experience. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I know this might not necessarily be the experience of all men out there. And I don't want uh, people to think that that I'm, you know, you know, one size fits all kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But as as you read in the article, um, and I mean, and this is this is happening thing. to, to yeah. a lot of us. Yeah. Um, and the one thing that I want to say is after that book club meeting, the fortunate thing was I think that my brothers heard me, um, and a, enough couple of them reached out and well, had, that's good. Yeah, and was like, sis, 
my bad. Yeah. Um, and has, you know, have progressively been more intentional in, you know, reaching out to me and seeing how I'm doing and checking up on me. And I think that, um, that that is all that we all need. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, we, I can't, I can't carry your shit and my shit and then like be okay. That's never going to work. And I mm-hmm. think that for so long, um, women have kind of carried that and and to, and sometimes because we like we I like to be needed. I'm not about to sit up here and pretend that, you know, this does. is so devastating. Oh my God, don't call me because you're in the bind. Like I think that it's a beautiful thing that people feel like they can yeah. you know, come to me, um, you know, for advice or just when they need a shoulder to cry on and all that kind of stuff. But I also feel like I need to have those people and but don't you with with I your fellow ladies my, my, your fellow women that, but it's all it's like i mean with even with you and i mm-hmm. we are we have not been friends for a very long time mm-hmm. but you are very much emotionally available for me mm-hmm. and that's something that i incredibly appreciate mm-hmm. and i think is um is a reason why i felt so comfortable even doing this with you yeah. even having the conversations that we have had is that it was very clear to me that you I was I was free to go there oh for sure and I don't think that a lot of, I mean I can I'm again I'm just speaking for myself that a lot of times when I do have conversations with my male friends it feels like they need me to be their sounding board gotcha and and that's about it so it's a, it's a one way street basically a thousand percent okay um and like I said Thankfully, a lot of that is changing. Yeah, that's good. But um, that's what it felt like for a long time. And I'm also going to be honest. Where I felt like that was my responsibility. That was the role that I, I had to play. Well, I'll, and I'm, I'm happy you, you circled back to that because I, I, I was going to ask you that um, a few moments ago. I'm curious for you as a woman, you know, how the, what, what we've kind of started talking about Um how has that affected you as a woman? Or when did you first notice that this was your role as a woman was to to be to be taking on all that weight? Sure. Was it from childhood? Is it a something your percent. mother taught you? Was it so, like yep. what? And, I'm just curious yeah. about that. Um. So my <laughs> my family is uh, very female dominated. There's okay. a lot of ladies. Um, okay. And is that custom for your your um like no, your tribe think, or I your think, no I like, just think that's how that's it just how down. it was okay all right <laughs> um and so I think I mean it was very my father was an incredibly emotional man okay yeah okay so, I, so which is not no, common for an African no, man for no. everyone out there who doesn't know <laughs> not common at no. all yeah. my daddy was very expressive okay he let you know what he was feeling when he was feeling it how he was feeling it okay um and but I don't, I don't, I don't think that he ever asked my mama, like, mm. how are you? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I, and I'm not, I don't know. I yeah, mean, I, I mean, young, you so don't. There's, these conversations that probably yeah, did yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I know that, like, my father was, like, this huge personality okay. that just engulfs the room got it and my mother is very demure Mm -hmm. she's very quiet um like quintessential lady like just you know Mm -hmm. and it it really isn't until like maybe the last five ten years that she's like really started to affirm herself and like and so it's like so amazing to me to see like her kind of transform 
even in her later years, mm-hmm. into somebody who's like really standing in her shit. Um, but I can only imagine like being married to this personality that it was probably really hard. I'm, and I I'm think sure seeing her cater to him and seeing all the women in my family cater to the men mm-hmm. in their lives, um, I think it was just evident that that's that's what it is to be in a relationship. That's what it is to be married. That was your your template, right? Okay. And I remember, <laughs> it. I mean, I remember it wasn't until like maybe high school or college that I was like, oh, I get why people date people. Like I was very good with like my god my my godmother has been single for pretty much my whole life. I literally thought we were gonna be the same person. Like mm. I didn't I knew that like I wanted to be a mother, but I never wanted to be married. Like hmm. I did because I just felt like if I'm married to a man, especially if I'm married to a Ghanaian man, then that means that I have to shrink myself. Got it. That means that I have to play second fiddle. That mm-hmm. means that I I have to he's the lead and I gotta you know, follow behind. And I never wanted that to be my life. I don't think you could. I, I, couldn't, <laughs> today, even, I couldn't even imagine honey, you doing I, that. My husband would be so pissed. <laughs> um, and so, like, it it took a long time for me to understand what companionship was and, like, mm-hmm. having a partner and, you know, you know, the pros of sharing your life and space with somebody. But for a long time, I just felt like that was a burden. And mm-hmm. because I think when growing up, it was manifested in, like, we are it's so reverential to men like they are you know yeah head of the household all all of that that goofy shit um (laughs) and so like i was like so opposed um and i think seeing seeing those relationships even though that was like something that i didn't want maybe in my romantic life i knew that like men needed that okay okay and because I'm such a good friend and a great listener. <laughs> this is true. I, I, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it, and I was doing this for my girlfriends, like my female friends. Yep. So of course, if, if I find, you know, a good flow with a guy, like literally since I, I can remember being in like third grade, I've always had male friends. Okay. Um, and I've oh like whenever they had crushes on girls, they would always come tell me and be like, "None and what do I do? Yeah. How do I get her?" <laughs> and I'm just like, "If only you knew that I was secretly in love with you." Uh-oh. Like, <laughs> well, again, that's another episode for another day. But like, you know, like I was always the person that was like going to talk to their girls, girls on their behalf, or um, if they were you know doing poorly in school like I would sit in the lunchroom with them and you know help them out and like it again it I'm I would be lying if I said that it wasn't nice to be needed and to know that I can be there to support yeah um somebody but did they ever ask well Nana who do you have a crush on you yeah know, yeah no. did, oh. would, did they ever ask if I was feeling like it was never reciprocated and I think that in and like going on to like high school and especially in college, um, I just figured that men are inept. Like they don't know mm-hmm. how to care for you in this way. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to ask the questions. And I think that a lot of us assume that, oh, you know, men are not good with emotions. But it's that's that, bullshit. That, that's the default. Right. Yeah. And um and it was in meeting you and meeting um a- another work bay 
who is like uh, also I'm not cheating. Terrible. I'm just experienced. We talked about Ooh. this. That's <laughs> experienced. <laughs> in regards to my work base. Um, where it was like, oh no, niggas really do like if if somebody cares about you, they're gonna show you that they care about you. We're capable. Right. We're more they than are, capable. They are they are capable. It's not yeah. a there there's not a default setting yeah, in men yeah. that says they don't have this capability. Mm-hmm. And I don't and I don't wanna think that it has anything to do with the level of care that they have for you. Mm-hmm. Because I think that I do believe that my male friends do sincerely care for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they knew that I needed them to 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 be that person for me. And I think what it may be as well is they might not be necessarily equipped with the language to navigate those types of conversations. Does that make sense? It does. But it, the only reason why I I make a face is because after you know my soapbox moment. Mm-hmm. They knew exactly how to move after that. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. it's so they're, there. They're, they're not ignorant. They're not right. like, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't know if women we do ourselves a disservice of performing perfection mm-hmm. to where the men in our lives feel like, well, she got it. She's good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She don't need me. And we're breaking down with our girlfriends yeah. because we know that that's a safe space, and you. Mm-hmm. Don't show me that you care. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to bring that to you. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a while it kind of felt like this is my role in your life. Mm-hmm. We're not, and I don't know if that's a friendship. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a conversation that I had with a, with a close friend. Well, a, a man that I knew for a very long time where mm-hmm. I was kind of just like, I love you and you know that I got you and I'm here. But I don't know that I can't, I cannot say that. In, in reverse. reverse, yeah. And does that mean that we are indeed friends? Is this a real friendship if I can't lean on you the way that I know you know you can lean on me? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, damn, I didn't know that you felt that way. Mm-hmm. And I I never told him, so, like, now you know. Now, yeah, yeah. And like I said. No we, better, do better. Exactly. We've, we've moved forward in a really beautiful way, but I'm just like. Well, you know how you need me, mm-hmm. so why not just fulfill that? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like, I don't know. No, I, I, I appreciate you giving some context to it, and I know, you know, obviously, I, I, I grew up my, I'm Kenyan, um, so I grew up in a, a very African household as well, right. and you know, the, the, the hierarchy is, is very rigid when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to this type of thing, and, and that's why when you said that your dad was very emotional, expressive. I was like, damn, you 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 won the, the African father lottery. Yeah, <laughs> I did. He was, a, he was a very, very special man. Cause uh yeah, that's that's not the norm. Yeah. And no. I know I know that's that's probably one of one of the things I love the most seeing in my father the past probably over the past ten years is how he's how he's softened yeah. and how he's you know Ooh, soften is like the perfect word. Yeah. yeah. And and it's it's beautiful to see and and I've really I've it, it it's it's just such a a shift from what I saw coming up and mm-hmm. growing up. So just seeing him being able to, you know, emote and, you know, say I love you and, you know, not that he didn't say that before, but just it just seem he just seems to be a lot more comfortable um in that, you know, kind of playing that role or being being that person than he was before. So mm-hmm. um yeah, it's 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 always nice to see um men do that. And and I think that goes to what you were saying before. Like there it's not that 
It's not that your your male friends weren't capable of doing this, because right. like you mentioned, once you once you let them know, like, hey, I I need this in return as well, they they fell into line, so right. to speak. Yeah, and so the 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 one thing that I really appreciated about the article, mm-hmm. um, and I'm pretty sure you can you, if you just Google "men have no friends and women bear the burden." Yeah, and we'll um, we'll link it as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's 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 a it, it's a nice train read mm-hmm. um, for any of my New York <laughs> commuters. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like kind of crazy the the anecdotal stuff that they shared in the beginning with the women. Um, about like and I'm not a person that has been in a relationship like a substantive relationship with anyone mm-hmm. um but like this one, one of the the women says that um it wasn't until the exact moment she became her boyfriend's one and only his what would I do without you but she does remember neglecting her own needs to the point of hospitalization. Wow. I talked him through his aspirations, validated his opinions, and supported, and supported his career. I had to be his emotional guru because he was too afraid to admit that he had any emotions at all. Um, and, I mean, I'm not putting my ass in a hospital because you don't know how to talk to other people. Yeah. But and I, I, I imagine I'm sure she's not an anomaly by any no. stretch of the and imagination. I, the, the I talked him through his aspirations, validated his opinions, and supported his career mm. is literally every quintessential black rom com you've ever seen hmm. in the history of movies. And I think a lot of times we perpetuate these stories that mm. like I need to I'm gonna put my needs on the back burner to support my man till mm. he gets here. And, and that's what it means to be a good woman. Exactly. Yeah. Um or like you're literally killing yourself. You're you're having to be admitted into a hospital because you are taking on the emotional wherewithal of a, an entire human being who doesn't have another outlet to speak to people it's like women we're not like i i hope and i think that that is happening where um women are no longer allowing themselves to kind of hold these positions in men's lives and it's like y'all need to do your own work because i I cannot do it anymore see what uh that's a tough one i remember there was a there was a, a meme i saw not a meme it was like an illustration um that i saw yesterday where uh, the cartoon has it's a it's a it's a, a a guy asking a woman, and his little bubble says, "What's emotional labor?" Mm-hmm. And then her response is, um, "Like, like just Google it. Like it's just like <laughs> it, it, was, it was it was it was pretty dismissive." Uh-huh. And and I get it. I, I I understand that there is, and and you and you've spoken about it. Um, as we've been having this conversation, there is a certain level of exhaustion yes. that I, that i that i'm i am ch- sure that that women are feeling you know having to carry this weight for for generations right. honestly right um and i'm trying to choose my words wisely here but i'm going to just say <laughs> what's on my saying. mind i just my fear is that if if that's the response that that men are getting in trying to inform themselves or or maybe learn more about right. this I don't know if that's productive or if that's helping us at all. Does that make sense? You you mean the just Google it? Yeah, and I'm and I and I know you know kind of as a as a as a kind of uh, 
way to connect it. I know it's kind of maybe if you, if, for example, if a white person comes up to you mm-hmm. and asks you about something about mm-hmm. racism or something, and shit, that happened to me a couple weeks ago. Oh where yeah, someone, you did share that. Yeah, where someone reached out to me that um, there was something I had shared that said uh, that we need to be more selective or or maybe even stop using the term you know people of color altogether because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of times when people are using that term. They're Maybe really, black. yeah, they refer, <laughs> They mean black and they're just not comfortable saying it. Right. Um, but when she reached out to me and, and oh, asked me, yeah, okay. yeah, when she reached out to me and asked me about it, I, I didn't, I didn't hit her with like, hey, just go, go, you right, know, like, right. because I think, I think discretion is a thing. And, and I feel like if, if someone's coming to you out of a place of deficit, meaning, you know, they're, they don't know something mm-hmm. and, and. And there's a certain level of trust involved if they're coming to you right. to ask you that. Right. They didn't just go right. to anybody else. Right. They felt comfortable in coming to you Absolutely. to educate them or put them onto game, you know, teach them something they don't know. But do, do you see what I'm getting at? No, and- I, I hear you a thousand percent and I agree. I agree with you that mm-hmm. we can't just, you know, toss people. That's, uh, that's not helping anything. Not at all. But I do, I do also think that I'm not trying to make excuses for us no, as no, men. No. I know maybe no, that's no, what no. it's coming off no. as, but I mean, you are, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I think that yes, come to me in confidence, or if if I'm the person that makes you feel comfortable. Um, but you also have to do your own work. Absolutely, you have Absolutely. to because then that's just another thing that you're putting on my plate in order to be responsible for. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I and hear so, you. like, I mean, it's a fine line to yeah. toe, and there's yeah. no right or wrong way of like caring about people. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, I think it is commendable if somebody is earnest in their, um, and and you know, trying to be better and do better and to know more. I think mm-hmm. that that's beautiful and. And I think that it should be received and not just like castigated. Like we don't want to just do that to people. But I think that even even prior to if this is a, a something that's been on your spirit or on your heart, mm-hmm. there are tools. We are walking with so much information. Yeah, no, of course. Like, but but look at this though. Yeah, and you're right about that. You know, we have the a, a whole wealth of information available to us at any given time. But even think about, you know, let's bring it back to this conversation. Think about the one I shared to you, mm-hmm. you know, let's go back, you know, eight, nine months when I revealed to you the reality of the topic right. we're talking about today. Right. You didn't know about it. Yeah. And you didn't tell me to go Google it. You didn't. You didn't, you didn't know didn't. about it. No, yeah. and I, I wasn't saying no, no, it to no, make that connection. Like, but abs- No, a thousand percent in yeah. respect to like, this is something that was so, f- I didn't even think about it mm-hmm. because I didn't think it existed until it was brought to my face. And I'm not going to speak for all men, but I imagine there may be some men who need that reminder or wake sure. up call that yes women are doing a lot of or you know taking the brunt of a lot of this emotional labor mm-hmm. i think it, it's just going to take it, 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 a lot some give and take on both sides we all have to give each other grace yeah cuz yeah. i like i said, i don't i don't know if a, i imagine a lot of women might not realize or might be just as surprised as you mm-hmm. are that this is a reality for a lot of men mm-hmm. that just you know the 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 same kind of support systems that that women have they might think we have them because they see us, you know, all going over to Joe's house for the game. I'm just like, well, what are y'all doing all of this time? You know what I mean? So yeah. they assume that, oh, yeah, they're good. They have yeah. their, their bro time, their guy time. They're laughing. They're, yeah. they're chopping it up. But, you know, are they are they really getting, 
you know? Yeah, and the and deep deep and I'm t- like that's it. I'm like, well, y'all kicking it every day, mm-hmm. and you you hang out on the weekends, mm-hmm. and you go to watch games. I'm like, so what are y'all doing? You're not you're not talking <laughs> to each other. Doing? Like I'm so confused. <laughs> but what do you mean? And and this came up in the article um, that you shared with me. Uh, there was um, a few different men uh, that they referenced in the article who took it upon themselves to mm-hmm. kind of form their own circles and, and men's groups. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the no woman's club. <laughs> um, and, and the, you know, I, there's, there's a quote that uh, one of the women had where she said, um, and this is in reference to her husband forming this group with, with, the, with his male friends, was not only has the group taught him alternative ways to be a man, husband, and father, it has given Stephen a space to think about what kind of man he wants to be, mm-hmm. and that 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 really stuck with me, because um, I think that there are there. Of course, there's a certain there's certain things that I can only get from you as a woman. A thousand percent. There's certain um, you know the things that you'll stimulate in me ment- uh, mentally mm-hmm. um, that I wouldn't be able to get from a man. But the same is true just the other way around. There's certain there's a certain there's certain things that I can only get from another guy Absolutely. that I would never be able to get from you. Absolutely. And and if I'm not able to have that balance and I'm not able to have th- that type of connection on both sides, I'm operating at a deficit. Absolutely. A you know thousand, what I mean? Yeah. And so that that's why because I as much as I love and support my brothers, I don't know what it is to mm-hmm. walk mm-hmm. even five feet in your shoes. Mm-hmm. And and so that's what I'm saying. Like I just assumed and I mean, you know what they say about people who make who assume, <laughs> but I just assume that like y'all are you know that you have these common experiences and you share similar walks of life that like if things are happening in the world that you know affect men that look like you, that you guys are having that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, again, we're not saying that you're not having them at all, but it isn't happening as frequently frequent, or as yeah. open as yeah. you, you'd hope. And it, so, like, that's, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, even there are so many things in, in this article. Like, um, I think one of the statistics is only 5% of men seek outpatient mental health services. Yeah, think um, about that. 5%, like, that's, that's yeah. Like, so yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently, despite feeling lonelier than ever before. And I think a lot of, you know, this, these little computers that we walk around in our pocket make it very easy for people to pretend that they don't have problems yeah, yeah. or to escape said problems mm-hmm. or you know to find different outlets for for things to kind of you know wash over whatever loneliness that they're feeling mm-hmm. um you know when you're on instagram or twitter and you have thousands of followers or you're engaging in conversation with so many people there's that false sense of connection right and it's like when you go back home and it's just you and your bed like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I mean, I definitely would recommend you guys checking this out. But I was really excited once we got towards the end of the article when they did start talking about all of the different men's groups that um, yeah, the that gentlemen w- were, were yep. opening up and, like, how, you know, it's ex- extremely intimate. And some of them don't exceed, like, six people mm-hmm. at a time. Mm-hmm. And it's only by word of mouth. And there's no website. Or yep. you can't, like, you can't just show up because it's very important to them that they keep the, Preserve the that safe. Space. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I thought that was so beautiful. It it scared me a little bit because I think they reference um, James Peterson, and I was like, well, isn't he one of those like men's rights? 
James Pierce. Oh, I'm not familiar with the guy. Yeah. Okay. I, I just don't want it to get too to the far. Got you. <laughs> right where we're talking, we're talking anti-women no, situation. Not here for that. Not um, here for that. We it didn't talk about any of that. So like, I was just really excited that the men took it upon themselves to realize that, like, okay, like you said, I'm feeling this way. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling quote unquote lonely. I know that I don't, I'm not having the type of connections that I would like to have with other men. Mm -hmm. Let me proactively start something for people that I'm sure feel the same exact way. Oh yeah. And and that was a wake up call for me because I, I, Ooh, are we starting? No, no, I, no, I'd I'd love to. (laughs) And and it was kind of, uh, and I've, I've, I've had this conversation, uh, with a few of my female friends and and they've been like, yeah, you know, that like, well, I've heard about heel house. Um, there are new, uh, wellness uh, space in Brooklyn that um, is open to to the public, but they also have men's circles and men's groups. So I'm like, all right, cool. I, I'm, I'll go and check that out. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to do what the, the men in this article did and kind of just form my own intimate circles um, and 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 you know have these same kind of conversations yeah. and, and and hopefully reap some of the same benefits that that they clearly were able to um, in the article. And and speaking about numbers, really, what really even was kind of like the light bulb uh, moment for me with this whole topic was a podcast I listened to mm-hmm. um, last year. One of my favorite podcasts. Um, it's called Hidden Brain. Um, it's a it's a it's a podcast that NPR puts on, and they had an episode back in March of last year that was called "The Lonely American Man." Um, that's basically talking about everything that we've been talking about today. Um, and one thing that really stuck out to me uh, early on in the podcast, they they had conducted a study um, and they asked the the men uh, the participants. I think this was was this the Harvard study? Yeah, this yeah. was the Harvard study. Um, and they asked them, "Who would you call in the middle of the night if you were sick or afraid?" And and they reference how it was really difficult for some men to answer that question. Mm. Um, um, and one thing that they found is a direct uh, corollary from the study, because this study spanned, I think it was it was from the, I think either the 50s it's or the 60s. It's like an 80-year yeah, study. Yeah. And, and what they found was uh, men who had someone to turn to were um, happier with their lives and their marriages and had better overall health. Mm-hmm. And the health part really jumped out to me as well, um, because... The toll, and this is something that they mention as well in the podcast, the toll of social isolation isn't just emotional. Um, when they when they did kind of a, a analysis of over 150 studies, they found that people with strong social relationships had a, about a 50% lower morta- mortality risk than those with weaker ties. Like, wow. you got to read that again, like 50% wow. lower mortality just from having strong social bonds. Um, and this kind of just lets you know why this is like this, you know, is a huge red flag or it yeah. should be for us as men, because those are some serious fucking numbers, like 50 <laughs> percent, you know, like yeah. that's not us. That's not 5 percent, 10 percent, 20 percent. And they found that those with weaker social relationships have a greater risk of death than people who are physically inactive or obese. Wow. So. Lone. Literally, you're better Loneliness off. Will kill you. Yeah, yeah. it's faster then, than yeah. than not eating right. You know, not exercising, um, and it just goes to show that that building and nurturing relationships is just as important as you know all the 
the right. health stuff that we typically think of. The Lord did not put us here to be alone. No, he didn't. He, he didn't. didn't. And and unfortunately, this, you know, affects men at a higher clip because even talking about suicide rates mm-hmm. are 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 significantly higher amongst men. Um and what I really what really stood out to me the most uh from this podcast was they had a segment where they had a few responses from um from young boys, probably about eight, seven, eight, nine, and they tracked them. So yeah. they started talking with them um as as boys and then followed them into adolescence, maybe about fourteen, fifteen. And just it was it was crazy because the the people conducting the study were able to see where that shift happened right. and and how and how stark of a shift it was where you know a lot of these boys starting off when they're first interviewing them and and they actually had live interviews that I would encourage anyone to, everyone to check it out um where you hear the same boy talking about his friend at the age of 8 or 9 mm-hmm. and and how he's talking about him at 14 and 15 and it's it's night completely and day different. it's completely yeah. different um, and and uh, I think this is probably my favorite quote the, the, in the whole podcast. It's from um, a young lady named Niobe Wei, who um, is an NYU psychology professor. Um, and she spent decades interviewing, you know, um, adolescent boys to kind of, you know, kind of connect the dots and do the research on this topic. Right. Um, and she says, these are human beings with unbelievable emotional and social capacity and we as a culture just completely try to zip it out of them and we mm. ignore it. Mm. Um, and so it starts young. It starts young. A lot of this socializing and conditioning. Um, and it, it was it was it was it, it was so deeply ingrained that she alludes to having um, parents coming up to her and being concerned when their boys were too emotional, saying that they were afraid that they're that they were gay. Wow. You know, and that and that's well, I mean, that's, that's a, a whole, whole other, other thing to unpack in it, itself. Yeah. Um, and that just shows you how deeply entrenched this is in, in in our in our psyche as a as a as a culture where any sign of, you know, um, vulner, uh, vulnerability or emotion. emotion, we we, you know, think about how we talk to boys mm-hmm. when when if, you know, a five, six year old. Yeah. Suck, suck it up. up. Yeah. Suck it up. Man yeah. it up. Yeah. You know, and and or or even now when we extend that to adulthood and you you'll sometimes hear women saying, you know, uh, I need a real man. What does that mean? What's a real man? You know, oh, it's well, it's just it's it's so it's so innocuous and, yeah. and it's just in our language. It's yeah. seeped in in how we even talk about uh, uh, boys and men. Yeah. So um, so I agree with you that there, there is a lot of work that that we as men need to do to unpack this and, and kind of let some of this shit go that's that's clearly not doing us any it's literally killing us yeah. um but there is it, it it's also going to take some effort and some work from women as well to not kind of you know proliferate and keep some of these stereotypes and 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 tropes going about you know what a man is you know that that kind of for sure and i mean i think a lot of us are are doing some of that work now we're having the necessary conversations and trying to create mm-hmm. environments um where men feel like they can express themselves and and share because I mean like it would be silly for us to think that these things are not happening because clearly they are they're mm-hmm. happening with us yeah and so why we can't 
um, allow you all to kind of express yourselves or feel comfortable expressing yourselves outside of our intimate relationships is it's it's so silly to me. Mm-hmm. It's so silly to me. And so I hope that like the generations that we have coming behind us that we you know this whole black boy joy movement I love and like it. you know just allowing boys to be to who be they boys. are exactly yeah. and to feel like don't be punching babies in the chest talking about man like that stuff is like crazy no, to me no it is um it is. so yeah that i think but i do agree that we all have a responsibility in this and we all participated in kind of perpetuating a lot of these stereotypes um and so we all have to come together and, and do that work. Um, that but you shared that podcast with me a, f- a few months ago, and mm-hmm. so of course, in preparation for this conversation, I re-listened to it, um, and it was so interesting to me. The men who, like, outside of their wives, have no yeah. social circles. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was one gentleman who. Um, was married for about 20 years, but then they got divorced. Mm -hmm. He had a daughter, Mm -hmm. um, but him and his daughter didn't have like the greatest relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think he was telling a story about once he realized that something had to be done when he was at home. Like he, I mean, he went to work every day and he had, you know, fairly casual relationships with his coworkers, but he would come home every day and hug a beam in his apartment. Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, I just I, to feel something just just in order to feel yeah. something else this man had to hug a beam he, in yeah. his apartment I remember and that I was like I mean if that is not an, a wake up I'm happy his eyes woke up and mm-hmm. I think he started dating more and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff well but don't let that be the, the outlet only, exactly yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. exactly exactly and then um, even if we're going back to the Harper's uh, Bazaar article they even mentioned that um, that sometimes Women, because they feel so stifled by, you know, being the emotional arbiters in their relationships, that they kind of wait for their partners to die so that they can finally live their lives. <laughs> I remember that. They said some old lady went on a cruise <laughs> with her like girlfriend. A, a week after her husband Yo, died. And that shit is so real. That's it's, crazy. There's this new that's movie crazy. coming out called Palms. Uh-huh. I'm sure you've all seen the commercials. Um, oh, I'm going to hate myself for not remembering what this woman's name is. It's the, it's the older woman that's... Um, oh, in, I'm terrible with actresses. Don't even It's ask complicated. Me. We all know her. She's not. It's not Meryl Streep. It's another wonderful white lady. Uh, Barbara Streisand. No, 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 no. What, and I'll. Oh, I'm gonna hate myself. It'll come her. back to you. Whatever. So, so she's in this movie, and it's about her um, lifelong dream to become a cheerleader. And so she's living in this like retirement village. So she's retired. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. And I think she she's not married. But um, so they're like hosting tryouts and one of the women who also live in this retirement village is Mm -hmm. like my husband would never allow me to do this Mm -hmm. and so um and then like literally they flip to his funeral (laughs) and she's like she's like they're she's like walking behind the casket and she's like i'll see you at practice on monday and it's like my mom wants to see this movie so bad so we're definitely gonna go watch it but it would like remember like reading that in the article about the woman who goes to the on the cruise a week after her husband yeah. dies literally reminded me of that they didn't even say die said after he kicked the bucket like- <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even say die like, they said after he kicked the bucket i was like damn like, you the, uh, could you imagine 
but I'm sure that was a release. That, but it's like, like that 40 is years so of being married and crazy carrying that, all that weight. Right. I get it. I get it. I but like get even it. the notion that that is a release that this yeah. person that you've loved for this long, yeah. you're ha- not happy, but like but there is some sort of a feel, a burden yeah. has been lifted because they're no longer here and you don't have to take care of them. Yeah. And we don't it shouldn't be that way. We got to no, fix that. No. Gotta, no. I don't need nobody no, celebrating no. my time. <laughs> And literally standing behind the casket, nah. I'll see you at practice no, on Monday. Like no, that is not no, the I don't want you that know. For myself. And <laughs> so we all we all have to do better. We have to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. We need to, you know, like that. That is something that, as as much as we talk about, you know, giving opportunities for men to express themselves and and all that stuff. And I do think that it is a greater concern because, like you were mentioning before, um, the violence that can sometimes happen when yeah. men don't have that yeah. outlet yeah. is detrimental to women and we to, definitely to want everybody to, in society especially yeah um exactly to everybody but like sometimes especially um to women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you know in order to save <laughs> women's lives we have to create spaces for men to feel safe absolutely um but i i don't want anybody to rejoice my my death nah, just because they energy. now get free time to go do some <laughs> extra shit. That ain't gonna happen. Yo, so, that took me out. <laughs> Kicked the bucket. Kick I was like, damn, bro. On a cruise with her girlfriend. The next week. Damn. I'm like, since you couldn't have gone, you couldn't have gone on that cruise before. Nah, Homie nah, wasn't letting you do it. Like that's was, a thing. She was waiting. <sighs> she was waiting. But you know, you know what what my fear is? Um I just don't I don't my fear is I don't think people realize how big of a deal this is. That's that's, how we're talking. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know we're talking about it, but I just I I really I really I really want everyone who may be listening, if if it's if it's women, you know, check in with the men in your lives and, and, and and if they need a little prodding, you know, I know I know you've been doing a lot of the work as is already. But sometimes maybe you know someone just needs a little a little stick in the butt you know just to push them along, yeah. and and same with the fellas out there like you know let's let's do what we can to you know build these these groups amongst ourselves and start having these open and vulnerable conversations. I that's I just want everyone to know that this is this is legit. This is yeah. legit, and and it's something that that if we don't address it's it's it it yeah i i don't even want i don't know what it's because i i think the, what the harper's uh bizarre article was alluding to and and you did as well talking about technology and everything like it's it's a growing thing mm-hmm. and you have the uh, you you were talking about i think you said his name was james patterson there's a whole segment of the population i think they call them incels or something oh, some have you heard of them yeah oh where, yeah, like, I'm, those are my, yeah, one of my biggest fears. Where they've literally written off women. Yes. Like they've just said, I'm, they're, they're celibate, they I'm not that interacting. They think the government should provide prostitutes yeah, for them. They're, they're we, I, I, yeah, they're That's how far things are so, going. So, like, in, anything incel related, I am like, it's crazy. I'm there because yeah. I, I like they. I mean, they've con- they've you know conducted uh, terrorist attacks. They've mm-hmm. driven into groups of people. Mm-hmm. They've shot at people. Yeah, those look, the Canadian. Yeah, uh, all because you know they feel like women don't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. But it's in it's in a way in which like w- women are owed to them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I that has nothing to do with the real conversation we're having today about men just feeling like they need an outlet. But sometimes when 
you are looking for a home, when you're looking for somebody to listen to you Mm -hmm. and you find refuge in these sub genres of humanity, you know, horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think if we can all just understand that, listen, this living thing, this is my first time at it. Mm-hmm. I ain't, I don't know if I've been here before. We're not going to get it right. But like the same love and grace and care that you are looking for, we have to give it to each other. Um, and I do appreciate the conversations that are being had. I was even reading this, this, um, this article. I was kind of even surprised at how it ended because I mean, I guess the, the title of it is a little clickbaity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was happy that it wasn't just like a, a bash on men and how much yeah, because sometimes us. you sometimes you hear relax, that. Relax. No, I'm just saying. I'm just being <laughs> it's honest. True, that's true. I'm just being honest. Um, but I did. I love that there was such a positive ending and that men are are creating spaces for themselves and and I, the women in these men's lives are supporting them on this journey and yeah. you know we want everybody to kind of get the help that they need and we know that there's a lot of generational baggage that a lot of us are mm-hmm. carrying and things mm-hmm. that we saw growing up that we thought we're right and we're just realizing that we have to unlearn yeah yeah Um, some of that stuff yeah and so just like love on each other like i I, you know brothers be there for your brothers but be there for your sisters too like we need y'all we need Mm y'all so so much and like the like i have a beautiful tribe of sisters i have a beautiful tribe of brothers and like just like you said there's only so much you can get from the women in your lives Mm -hmm. There's only so much I can get from the women in my life. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, need, so. Sometimes there's certain things that you can only kind of emote and figure out with the, the opposite gender and exactly, vice versa. Exactly. We all need each other. And I think that the more work that we do in acknowledging that we cannot do this living thing on our own, mm-hmm. the better we will be. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's so my little. Is that what you're leaving us kumbaya with? Kumbaya. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Peace, love, and chicken grease, all that good shit. Like, just love on each other. Just be mm-hmm. there for each other. Just support each other. Just create space for all of, like, the. I mean, the golden rule is cliche as fuck, but it's so true. Like, treat people the way that you want to be treated. We know how hard it is every day to wake up and put our own shoes on. Mm-hmm. We And I can only imagine what the next man is doing. Yep. And so the grace and care that we can give to one another. I think that will get us so much further than figuring that we don't need anybody and we can do this by ourselves because we can't. Yeah, isolation is not the way. Mm-mm. Not the way. No, I, I I hear you on that. And, and yeah, to all the fellas out there, if someone's trying to start a little group with me, you let me know. Hit me up. We'll, we'll get this <laughs> going. Up, we'll get this going. Slide in his DMs, yes, y'all. Yes, yes. Um, slide up in there. You can slide, slide in, in the, the Workbay pod, mm-hmm. Instagram DMs. You can send us an email if you're, I mean, Obi, are we? Is it, how far are we going? Well, what is this only New York City based? Well, I mean, to get that that kind of really intimate, uh-huh. yeah, you need you need to keep it local. Right. But okay. that doesn't mean we can't be having conversations online as well. A thousand percent. Yeah, there's definitely so, yes. room and space for that too. You know where to find us: Instagram, Gmail, Workbay Pod. We are on all of the podcasting platforms. Yes, yes. Um, so please follow, subscribe, do all that good shit. Um, thank you guys so much for and share, share. Yeah, let share. somebody know how dope we tell are. a friend to tell a friend. Hello, please. Um, but thank, thank you. you guys so so much for listening to another episode of Work Bay Pod with Nan and Obi. Have a great night. Yep. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. <laughs>